right. Ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Gambling and Rambling. This is week, what are we on, 12? 12. 12. 12. Okay, 12. I'm losing track. I'm already losing track. Week. But uh, this is now the Thanksgiving slate. We're only going to go over the three-game slate on this show, and then we'll break down the main slate uh, in the next one. But uh, starting off, we have the Bears. Well, actually, let's do a recap, a quick recap of yeah last week so we all went oh for one on our locks so we'll just kind of move past that and get rid of the, the bad uh we all pretty much went 500 with Corey going a little over on his uh overall picks but the dfs side is really where uh if you listen to Corey this past week with his rogers that vikings packers played some jonathan taylor that's what won all of the money in tournaments uh Corey, had definitely the best day out of all of us there. Yep. Walked away with, uh, I think it was an $875 day. So James Connor kind of hurt you right the last minute for like yeah, a bigger I had, I had Gallup. It was going into the end in a free tournament. It was $500 for, for first place. I took second. I lost to the, the guy, I think by nine points. He had Connor. I had Gallup. Yeah. It was tough to see the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys offense just sputter and not be able to do anything. So, but we will still take the, the positive day. Definitely one of my bigger days in the DFS slate. So I was pretty stoked. So that was, yeah, I mean, that's that call, like everyone was on Dylan. Like it was just the perfect leverage. Like we, we talked about that game for quite a while. Uh, So congrats on that. But now we'll go ahead and get into the Thursday game. Starting out, we have the bears at the lions spread is now at lions plus three and a half so i mean this is again an ugly game we have dalton against i think jared goff's going to be back for this one i mean the early game you just hang out with the family just glance over at the game i mean it's, it's on in the game. background it's on yeah. the background That's yeah this it. is the this is the game on the background don't don't <laughs> Don't be watching this one too much. Uh, so let's see here. Three and a half. Corey, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, like you were saying, this is definitely the game that's on the background. This is the game where – The know, white meat game is what we'll call it. <laughs> or, or this is the game where, you know, you have all your family in town and aunts and uncles, and this might be the politic game where, you know, this game's on mute and <laughs> you just speak about politics. <laughs> This, I mean, this, that's what this is. Yeah, this is a gross game. Over under a 41 and a half. Uh, I mean, the Lions always seem to play better on Thanksgiving. It's crazy. Uh, it's you know, they always they always seem to put it together, but you know, they've always had a pretty good quarterback for the past, you know, eight, nine, ten years. They're with um, Matthew Stafford, he's no longer there. It's Jared Goff. Um, so I'm I'm leaning. I don't really want to bet this game, but there's only three games to play. So it's like hard not to bet a game. So I think I will be playing every game. Um, <laughs> just just have to. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you just have to do it. So I like the bears here on the road, uh, getting the minus where they, what would we say? Three and, half. Three, and half. three and a half. I'll take, I'll take the bears minus three and a half. I think Andy Dalton, he looked good coming in. Um, you know, the lions run defense is terrible. Um, Montgomery seems to be back. He seems to be healthy. Um, so I like that. Um, 
but that's only really play. That, yeah, that's the only play I have. <laughs> yeah, I think we at least know Matt Nagy is uh, really you can count on him when he's about to get fired. There's already reports out of Chicago saying this will be his last game as the Bears head coach. So um, I kind of like him in the Red Rocket leading the way for a, a final send off here for the Bears. Um, the Red Rocket. That's what yeah. I call him. Too. Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket. If, if you don't know, that's his nickname. Um, mainly because he gets everyone excited. Uh, and he also has red hair. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think David Montgomery comes back. And, uh, you know, I got to watch the Lions last week uh, against the Browns. They. They could be beat by, I'm thinking, at least 15 college football teams right now. They're really bad. They, they don't the even look like they really try. DeAndre Swift kind of runs all over the place, and, and he definitely tries really hard. But, like, effort-wise, like, I don't see it. I don't think they are going to win any football games. Let them get that first, <clears throat> first pick and ruin someone else's career. Uh, give me the Bears minus three. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Either way. I mean, there's, there's not much to, not much to go over with this game. Uh, This is going to be a bad one. I'm not even looking forward to watching this bears going into Detroit. I honestly, I think that Justin Fields is going to have a better and prolonged career after Matt Nagy is out of there. However, I think that while Matt Nagy is in there, Andy Dalton actually does give the bears a better chance to win. Like, I just think that his kind of, um, you know, accuracy, short pass system. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he fits in better with Nagy. And I think that, uh, I think the bears are, are playing better than the Browns against the Lions in this game. I know the Browns only beat them by three. I think that the bears can, can beat them by more than three and a half. So I'll take, uh, I'll lay the points, take the bears minus three and a half here in a stinker, an absolute stinker. Yeah, def- definitely a stinker of a game. Um, I am on the Lions, however, plus three and a half. I know I think I probably said I'd never touch this team again. However, this is like one of the shortest weeks that NFL teams get where they're coming. They don't even get to wait till Thursday night to play. Like they're playing super early on Thursday on a very short week. And I'm just going to, you know, Jared Goff is playing, which is – Still an upgrade from Tim Boyle. Um, so I think he didn't at look home, that bad. What? He didn't really look that bad. Tim Boyle? Yeah. He, he looked was more pretty bad. I think he had two interceptions and 80 yards. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Brown's pass defense is pretty good. So yeah. he looked they honestly. They honestly need to just sign Jarvis at quarterback. That was like the best play of the entire game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. But yeah, I'm going to take. Uh, the Lions plus three and a half on a short week at home on Thanksgiving. I think those fans would be wild. And uh, I think the Lions do get – like, if you look at their schedule, like, if they can't win this game, like, I, they might just not win a game this year. So, yeah. I think this is, like, their one victory. So, I think they could actually win this, not just cover. So, I don't know. I think I, – especially at the three and a half, not even the three, I, I like the Lions. But It did. It, it, it is – on FanDuel right now, uh, not to interrupt, but on FanDuel, it's now three. Okay, so if you're betting Bears, bet on FanDuel. Yeah. Um, and just also to clarify, we're going to first go through the bet side of everything, and then we'll come back to the DFS side. I don't want to get into 
both at the same time, I think it probably could get a little uh, confusing. And any any play because player props are also on the betting side. Any player props from this game that anyone likes or had? Uh, if we're looking right now, David Montgomery is slated for over seventy four and a half. That's pretty high. DeAndre That's Swift. A high number. DeAndre Swift on the other side is at sixty two and a half for rushing. Uh, receiving props. I because there really is. I if Jared Goff is playing, I will take DeAndre Swift's receiving yards because I think he's utilized more as a receiver when Goff is playing. And right now that's at 33 and a half. I like that number, um, especially with the game script of it being, I don't know, like kind of a tight game, you know, back and forth maybe. Um, I, I like DeAndre Swift at the over th- 33 and a half. Also and, give me, yeah, give me uh, anytime touchdown score, DeAndre Swift plus 100. That's, <laughs> that's e- easy, even money for sure. Wow. I actually I know it's not even money and, and usually I don't like though these types, especially at minus one forty. But I mean the Lions are so 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 bad against the run. And Montgomery, since coming back from that injury, has played like 95 and 90% of the snaps. They're gonna get some opportunities in their red zone, and Montgomery is gonna get all the touches there. And I I do like him at uh, minus one forty. He's minus 140 on DraftKings. On yeah. FanDuel, he's minus 185. Yeah. Touchdown. Yeah. So, I, I already – I bet yeah. that. So That's discrepancy. That's a good one. You usually don't see that. On what is – Yeah, that, that is quite a, a discrepancy there. So, I don't know. I think I think as it gets closer, that might that might go up. And I honestly, like – I know 77 and a half is a lot, but, I mean, the Bears game plan is going to rely on Montgomery this yeah. game. And – I, I see him. We'll we'll get into DFS, but I absolutely love Montgomery. Mm-hmm. What is uh just out of curiosity? What is uh, anytime touchdown for Swift on DraftKings? It's about it's like my it's like minus one hundred five or something. So it's like yeah, it's better on FanDuel when you get plus hundred. But I mean, it's only like five extra bucks. But yeah, every time <laughs> I know. All right, let's move uh, on. So, yeah, game. let's get off this dumpster fire of a game. So, so next game we have is Vegas at Dallas. The line is now at Cowboys minus seven and a half. We'll start with Nick on this one. What do you have here? Yeah, I, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, but seven and a half is a lot of points. I think Raiders kind of, you know, were sputtering there for a little bit and they, they looked decent last week. Cowboys really got to show some firepower again after that really bad Chiefs game. It was Funny, everyone was expecting that to be like the shootout of the century, and uh, they barely broke 10 points. So definitely disappointing yeah. to uh, see that offense sputter. But without Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, um, I really like the Raiders side in this one. Uh, seven and a half points, kind of a prime time game. Um, you know, I think everyone at this point in, in the day is going to have some turkey. It's going to be a little bit slower. They're feeling the uh, – those those extra sides at this point. So um, yeah, I like the Raiders. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they're eating turkey before or sides before <laughs> yeah. a lot after. of stuffing. I mean, yeah. those linemen have to eat before a game. Have you ever seen any of them? They're huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, but they're waiting for the turkey legs at the end of the game. They give her that that <laughs> stupid uh, award on Fox. It's like the turkey leg player of the of the day. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Cowboys are still one of the better teams in the NFC. Um, you know, the Raiders looked promising against the Bengals, and a lot of us were on the Raiders last week uh, just because the way that line moved uh, very quickly to the Bengals side. Uh, but for this game, yeah, like what Nick was saying, the Cowboys came out and their offense did absolutely nothing. Uh, the Chiefs' defense did look – I mean, they have looked a lot better in the last – like, That was their best game this year for sure. Oh, easily. Easily their best game. Uh, Cowboys, like again, like Nick said, they're without CD – or possibly without CD, definitely without Amari. Um, so they have – you know, their weapon – their weaponry is a little bit – on the downside this week, but at home again, you know, we've seen these teams like the Lions and Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving. Both those teams always come out and perform for the most part and they do well. And I just think Cowboys here, they have to win this game again to stay within contention of first place in the NFC. If they have any, you know, shot at doing that, they have to win this game. So I'm taking Cowboys minus seven and a half. Alex. This is a tough one. Um, I really just don't like the Raiders at all. I mean, the, they, they are who they've always been. I mean, they, they're a great first half team and then they just fall apart. And with everything else this year on top of that, uh, it just, it makes it, it makes it hard to bet, bet with this team. Um, I think Dallas at home, on Thanksgiving, get it done. I think they cover the seven and a half. Um, in terms of player props here, just pulling this up, I like Cedric Wilson plus 155 anytime touchdown scorer. I actually also might take a flyer on uh, Dak plus 400 anytime touchdown scorer. I think he might be able to sneak one in here. A uh, little read option with Zeke. And then um, <laughs> calling it down to the play. Yeah, if you if you want to get crazy here, uh, you know, first touchdown score Zeke at plus five hundred, I think, is worth sprinkling something on. Well, he's um, banged because, up though. He's banged up, but I, yeah, I mean, I think I think if if the Raiders get the ball, I think the Cowboys defense is good enough to to give them a stop. And you know, if if the Cowboys get the ball first, I could see them marching down the field a little bit. Um, you know, at home uh, again. I think I think they cover that seven and a half. Yeah, they got to come out with a splash. So I definitely like that bet a lot too. Um, I was actually leaning more on the Dalton Schultz side, just given um, you know receivers are out. I think Lack he'll of, yeah. he'll have a. I think he's going to have a lot of targets this game, and they're going to want to start him early and and kind of get him off to a hot start. So that's where I'm putting my money for first touch first touchdown score. I am going to be on – I'm on the Raiders here at plus seven and a half. I don't like the Raiders at all either. I think they're not a great team. However, the Cowboys are extremely – I guess not banged up. They just have this, this COVID and Lamb is probably not going to play. And, you know, that those are Dax guys. And, you know, another short week. I like the seven and a half. But then I also like uh, the first half Raiders plus four and a half. I think that's a really good value because, you know, like touch like Cowboys score a touchdown 
and Raiders score a field goal and you're covering that still. I, I think getting the first half there, especially how, you know, you said Raiders come out strong in the first half and kind of, you know, just fall apart. That's why I, I'm, I'm still taking both because I still think the Raiders can still cover that seven and a half. Uh, but I do like that four and a half in the, in the first half a lot. Um, and then I love one of the player props that I really, really like is Tony Pollard over 13 and a half reception yards. I that's think pretty, yeah. that's a very number for him. Yeah. He's hit that in seven out of uh, his 10 games that he's played. So it's a 70% hit rate there. And that's with Amari and Lamb in there playing most of the games. You have the Raiders who are, are actually pretty solid against receivers. So you're going to see Dak, you're going to see the running backs more involved. I think Pollard's role really steps up here. And the running backs are weaker against the run. Remember we saw, what was it, uh, Daryl Williams a couple games ago. He had like nine catches for like 100 yards. The Raiders give up those check downs quite a bit. Uh, so I really, really like, I mean, he could get that in one catch. That's one good play. Yeah, I like that bet a lot. Yeah, so I, I, I'm on that one. Uh, and then I really like uh, Darren Waller, anytime touchdown score at plus 175, I believe. Let me see if that's right. Uh, on FanDuel, so it's got it's five. What is he on FanDuel? 145. Yeah, you can get him at plus 175 on DraftKings and Dalton Schultz, anytime touchdown score at plus 170. Th- yeah, again, these that's so that's very odd because. Those two are very similar, especially with Dalton Schultz. I'm surprised he's so high on DraftKings. Yeah, but I'm telling it's that, like I saw the, those two guys. I looked at. I mean, even Pollard's plus one seventy five. Like, I don't know. I, I think those are some great anytime touchdown score bets. Yeah. Zeke at minus one ninety. I wouldn't touch that, even if he is likely to score. Um, yeah, I, I think those are. And both these teams are terrible against tight ends. Yeah, you know. I, 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 Waller hasn't scored in like eight games. You know, I think he has a huge game here. Uh, but yeah, I, those are my favorite props of this game. Nice. So uh, now we'll go ahead and get to the last game uh, before we get into the DFS side. And that is the Buffalo Bills at my New Orleans Saints. The line is now at uh bills minus six so uh we'll start with alex here oh you don't want to start I, if you i can start if you want right. if you if you just, want let's just get it out of the way take it right take it away take it away all right well i mean man this is gonna be the toughest one i've had to make because i mean man the saints are banged up like everybody like now ingram might not play you know our left tackle still might not play. Kamara is not going to play probably. I mean, it's just an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, it's terrible in New Orleans right now. Like our team is running out like third and fourth string offensive linemen. It's tough. It's tough. Um, with that being said, <laughs> we're Taysom, Let's Hill hear it. Should, Taysom Hill is coming back. And I think with, you know, Ingram's – who knows if he plays, but he's banged up regardless. 
I think with him coming back, it adds enough for the offense. They still haven't announced a starter. Who knows if, if Peyton's just trying to like hide his hand and he announces Taysom as the starter and the Bills are surprised by it and he has this whole game plan. I never underestimate Sean Payton, and especially on a short week here. The Bills just put up a dud against the Colts. Most people would call this a bounce back spot, but this is going to – my justification for this one is going to be a fade the public game. This is going to be going into Sunday night, whether people lost money, won money, they're going to go into this so confident the Bills are going to cover, and they're going to get so much of, of the bet tickets. And I don't know, prime time, Drew Brees is, is coming back. Fans are going to be crazy. I think it, this is going to be a game, if this, when the Saints cover this, it's going to be because of the defense. And um, I'm taking the Saints plus six here. I'm glad to hear uh, you think the Saints will win because Drew Brees will be in attendance. That's a that's a strong vote of confidence from me this week, PB. Um, it's tough. It, it's tough to, to put some yeah. justification, but this is, you know, just like some of those previous games when you when you thought the Rams and 49ers when that line you thought was fishy and the and the and the Packers line against the Bengals early in the season people thought it was fishy. A lot of people would look at this like there's no way the Bills aren't going to win by more than a touchdown. With, and it just, you know, if you come a backdoor right. cover and Saints cover. Yeah. But it I, will I be mean, very, very – I will thing... say this. It's going to be very tough for the Saints to win this. I will admit it. Yeah. But I think they could get it back. I think the one thing you do have going for you, I think Trevor Simeon has looked like the Saints' best quarterback this season. Uh, he's put what? up, like, two pretty decent games. Um, okay. You're just so, done. Go ahead. I mean, I think – you know, that's not going to be enough. I don't, I honestly don't think the Saints will win a game until, or really have a chance until Kamara comes back. The Bills have to win. Like they, they came into the season as a Super Bowl contender. They had one mission and, and that was to win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, we've kind of seen them stumble. A that was bit just here. their mission. No other team had that mission. I'm just saying that was their main objective. Like okay. they, you know, that they had one focus coming into the year. They had a team. He's he. They We're had not a, talking about other teams. They're, so, they're a team that could get it right. Done. The Bills wanted yeah. to win a Super Bowl. Their team specifically. Okay. No yes. other teams. Just kind of. I'm just talking about their morale things. and their and what's going on in the locker room and what's right. being talked about. So, <laughs> right, like they're second place in their division against a, a red hot Patriots team. This is a must win situation where they can't be messing around with is it a not a just kind of lingering around though? what is it not a must win for the saints you act like it's a must win for one of yeah the but teams. i don't i don't think you have a legitimate chance so like i think you're kind of just like hanging on for dear life and like trying to make it work and put up a good we are, showing, are, we, well, like, we are hanging on for dear life wow uh, yeah we are just just what's happened like you were saying with all the injuries this year if you had camara i think this could be a different story but uh, give me the Bills minus six. Uh, don't think this is going to be a close one. Yeah, you, you know what? Uh, I wanted to read this stat off before we started going over the Thanksgiving games, but um, I kind of forgot to look it up. Uh, Thanksgiving favorites since 2005 are 30, 32 and 14 against the spread. You know, oh, that's man. that's it. either, you know, it goes against like, well, people were saying short week, you know, teams – you rather take points on a short week just because you have a better, you know, teams have a better chance, you know, start slow, blah, blah, blah. Bad teams can get ahead early, but I don't, I don't think this is the spot where um, the saints can get ahead early. Um, 
just for the fact that one, um, Bills offense compared to the Saints offense is night and day. Uh, the Bills defense might be a smidge behind the Saints at where they are. And I think, I believe the Saints aren't missing anyone on defense. Am I correct? No, that's one side of the ball. Well, no, I mean, Gardner Johnson has, has been banged up. But I mean, you see I the mean, reason every, Jalen Hurts ran four touchdowns on them last week? Everyone's banged up. So, but Vonta had it's, an okay it's the game offense. Too. It's the Saints' offense. That's yeah, like I, said, I do think adding Taysom Hill back is a pretty big, uh, bigger boost than people think, though. Okay, well, we we can sit here until you're blue in the face talk about Taysom Hill um, <laughs> worth the forty-four million you just paid him. But you know, with that being said, I I just think the only reason this line is where it's at, I think, because the Saints are you know, if this was switched and the Bills were at home. I think this would be a higher, you know, over under or sorry. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it would be like minus nine. Exactly. So why, just because the team's at home, I I don't. Yes. And home is worth points. Correct. Generally two points. Yeah. So between two and three, but but what I'm saying is I I just don't think the saints have enough firepower to keep up with the bills, especially after what happened. Josh Allen is, you know, came in this year's leading candidate for MVP. He's sputtered out. The Bills' offense is sputtered out. I think this is a bounce-back spot um, for the Bills. So, give me Bills minus six. Yeah. Here, uh, I'm, I'm in agreement here with you guys, uh, Nick and Corey. I think uh, Bills minus six is the play. Um, but the bet for this game, the Bills winning margin four-way, Bills win by between one and 13 points is plus 135. I absolutely love that. Um, I think that's a great play because I do think there's there's a world where the Saints at home make it a three-point game. I don't think that they win, but I think that it's there's a chance that they keep it under a touchdown. Um, I also absolutely love the under on this game. I think I think that part of why the saints have a chance at covering. I don't think my, my pick is still bills minus six. I think the saints have a chance at covering because I think the under is like, I might take an alternate total at like under 40 points, maybe even under 36 and a half. Like it's this game, this game is going to be, this game's going to be a absolute snooze fest. I don't think, I, I think the, the Cowboys Cowboys Raiders game is going to be the only game that, any sort of points are put up on Thanksgiving. Alex, I, Alex, I want to ask you something here. Um, <laughs> Let's hear it. If, if you're a franchise owner right now and you had to pick between the Bills and the Eagles offense, who are you going with? In terms of like next five years, next 10 years type shit? Just, just this season to play a game. This season right now? Yeah, just to play one game. Nick, why is this still, even a question? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're getting there. Still Bills. Still the Bills. Right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And we saw we saw the Eagles put up 40 points on this same exact defense last week. I, I, I'm just afraid of that under because we've seen when the Bills have good games, they have tremendously good games. And they're putting up huge points. And I think we just saw some vulnerability and – what we saw all last week from, from PB was saying 
the Saints defense is on the field the entire game. They're tired. It's not, they're not going to be able to play at that same level. And I think the same sort of narrative happens here again. So I, like, I'm kind of afraid of that under bet. Really? You think that, uh, you know, the Bills figure it out after these pat these past three weeks have just been, they haven't they put up more than to. what, 16 like, points? No, yeah. no, 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 like they put up like 46. Yeah, they yeah. put that. Oh, game. you're right. You're right. But it was like, bad, you know, bad it's the Jets. It's the Jets. We don't really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't count. No, no. They put up nine against the Jags. Yeah. yeah. No, six. They've had really bad six. Games. Right. That's what yes. I mean. Like, yeah. So, but then there's also games they're putting up for, you know, it's like 40 to nothing against the Texans. So it's like, they're, they're a very hard team to predict. Like it's, true. it's very hot and cold over there, but. I just think this has to be a hot game for them, just given where they sit in the division. It's it's like backs against the wall mentality, I think, for them because they're going for it all. So, yeah, my, I love getting. My, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Pete. I was just gonna oh, say I love getting plus money at at the winning margin between one and thirteen. Yeah. Like that, that feels really good. Yeah. All right. I mean, and then I'll go ahead. I'll go. It's all good. <laughs> I was just gonna say, does anyone have player props for this game? Because I have, I think I have one here. Taysom Hill anytime touchdown scores at plus four hundred on Fanduel. Is he for sure gonna play? That, it's plus five hundred on DraftKings, and I bet that. I think that is an incredible bet, especially with Kamara is gonna be out. Ingram is banged up and is probably going to have like Tony Jones, I think is going to get activated. So they'll have a little bit who more. Are they, a, who are they going to throw the ball to? Kevin White. They're going to throw the same guys. I mean, it's, oh yeah. Troutman's out now. He's out for the season. Yeah, but, like they literally have no, nobody. Jo- Jawan Johnson's a uh, pretty, he's kind of a freak. So they're going to probably have to go through, but the bills are good against tight ends. It's going to be tough to throw. The run we saw it, it's you, the weakness of the Bills is it, they don't have many weaknesses, but it's better to run against them to uh, to pass against them. And I do think Taysom Hill he practiced in full, and he's going to have a much bigger role this week. I think, and around the goal line, you know, I think they're going to go to him this game. And at plus five hundred, I remember it was weeks. It was I forget how many weeks ago when he did play, and I called it. He was he was in he was at plus four hundred or something that time when I called it and I'm calling it this time he's gonna score here at plus five hundred he's plus twenty five hundred for first time touchdown scorer on DraftKings <laughs> it's plus twenty eight hundred that's crazy yeah that's that's a little pizza that's on that. definitely yeah, yeah that, that's, that's definitely that's a little sprinkle bet but I do yeah. like the actual just yeah uh, and in you know I lo- people love doing those same game parlays on. Uh, especially in that, that nighttime game, everyone's going to be doing those same game parlays. Throw any time touchdown score and watch how high your odds go up with all the other stuff you oh, put yeah. in there. Yeah. I like Dawson yeah. Knox for any time touchdown score. No, no. The Saints, I, I, I will say one thing, Dawson Knox isn't doing anything. I'll tell you, well, we'll we're about to get into fantasy, and I'll, I'll explain who you should play on the Bills against the Saints. But are you guys ready to go into DFS now that we kind of one, one last One last thing here. The three-player rushing totals for the Bills, Josh Allen's over-under is 30.5 yards, Devin Singletary's is 23.5, and, and Zach Moss is 21.5. Yeah, All the Saints are good the, against the run. Well, I know, but, I know, but 
takes two runs for one of those two running backs. But you know, Brita two is first downs. Now. It's a three-headed committee. They I know the, the I'm Bills just saying those had, those seem low. The Bills had six total runs by the running backs last week. They don't run. Yeah, they do okay, not game run script the though. Game yeah, script. yeah, that was game they were I mean, they yeah, were down gotta, immediately. Yeah. I know. But, but you you attack the Saints in the passing game and like the Bills, I think, are at least smart enough to know. I know the Eagles are an outlier, but if you look at the season, the Saints are amazing against the run. You know, mobile quarterbacks maybe are a bit better. So if you were to take one over, maybe it's Josh Allen. But at 34 and a half, that is still a little high, but that's the only one I'd take. I'm with you, Alex. Back to what I was saying, the stamina game is going to come into play here. And the first ones to lose their breath are those big old linemen. So I like the I like the run props there too as well. They just seem kind of low. I know I know that it's twenty yards. That's a couple rushes play and all that, and the yeah. Saints defense. But yeah, so who are you picking though? Are you taking them both? Like you're gonna probably lose. I take all three of those. Parlay those puppies together. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, I think I think if you pick the right one, you're gonna you're gonna make some money. I think at least one of the three goes over. I mean, do you th- do you think the Bills yeah, you, could yeah, rush if you, for seventy yards? If you bet yards? all three and one of them goes over, you lose money. All right, so if I if I gun to my head, got to make a choice. I'll I'll take Zach Moss over twenty one and a half. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's move into the yep. DFS plates. Yep. Moving into DFS, uh, we'll start go game by game again. Um, this one's going to be this DFS slate. We're going to have to talk a little bit more about strategy. Yeah, we'll talk about the plays, but a lot of like the Thanksgiving slate strategy based on how you construct your lineups more than the actual players. Um, so first we'll start off in the Chicago Detroit game. What uh, we'll start with Corey, you know, you were the DFS guy from, you had the calls from last week, so we'll go to you oh, first. Why don't you yeah. just run this segment? Everyone, now everyone, <laughs> everyone tune we'll in listen. right now. Everyone tune in right uh, now. Yeah, no. Well, for this first game, there's there's only really a couple plays that you I feel comfortable with going out there and throwing. I think one in this game, one of these Detroit Lions receivers is going to be in the winning lineup this week. I think – with where they're priced, so you got um, Raymond, Raymond, 4.6. Then you have Cyphers is on IR, you have Benson who's banged up, and then it's, you have- it's 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 the three, it's it's Amar and St. Brown, it's Josh Reynolds, and it's uh, Khalif Raymond. Okay, I didn't, I didn't realize he even had Who's Josh Reynolds. Josh oh, Reynolds, the Rams. He was, uh, for the Rams, yeah, he was yeah. from he was Titans drop, Rams drop, I think, then it was. Yeah. Yeah, he's now on the. So put it I, this way, they also have Cardell Hodge, who is a Browns like fifth stringer. Yeah, so don't the, go there. So, <laughs> so what I'm saying is, though, at their price range, um, I think there might be one in there that you could can maybe be a sneaky play. Don't get like you know, don't get cute with it. You know, if you're making 15 lineups, say 15, play two or three where you have one of these Bengals or Bengals, one of these Lions receivers in there, because I think there will be, you know, a portion um, where someone will score a touchdown and get like 14, 15 points, which, you know, we've seen in the past at that price range, it really helps with the rest of your lineup build um, at 3000. So I like that. And then obviously running backs, either, either running back is a great choice. 
Um, Montgomery is only 6K. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's insane. PB was touching earlier on his his production and how much he's touching the ball and how much he runs to the offense at 6K and someone's getting that many opportunities. I mean, he's a must. I think he has to be a lineup as well. Um, but what this is not a play. Obviously, this is definitely not a play. But do you guys remember like two or three years ago when the Lions, Matthew Stafford was ruled out like three, two days before the game and they put in David Blau and he threw for like, 500 yards and like three giant game (laughs) giant thanksgiving game he's still on their team like can we can we see a david plow sighting please because he's not coming in it's jared goff like if jared goff's back he's fine i want to play david plow lineup just for the hell of it (laughs) uh but yeah that's that's, there's the only place i had yeah i like the monkey play too but as far as cheap receivers in this game I think uh, Marquise Goodwin is kind of a fun one. 3,800 bucks. He put up 23 points last week, 104 yards, touchdown, four receptions. Um, if Allen Robinson is out, I think he could maybe get four or five catches again. I don't know if he puts up 20 plus points, but maybe 10 or 15. I think that's kind of realistic if, uh, you know, I, if you have to play a cheap receiver, but yeah, I think Montgomery and DeAndre Swift are the only ones I'm seriously considering here. Um, yeah, I, I Montgomery is the one player I think in all three of these games that I just I'm playing 150 lineups as I do, and I put I'm putting him and I think all 150. I think he's the best running back play on the slate going against this the worst running defense on the slate just complete, uh, you know, what we'd call a workhorse. He hasn't been getting uh, targets as much recently, like two and one, but like earlier in the season, we saw him get four in a few games. I think that might go up here against the Lions. We'll get more with Dalton playing too. Yeah, and yeah, with Dalton playing as well. So he, but my biggest thing from this game is not so much the plays because, you know, it's Swift, he's a good play. You know, some of these Lions receivers are fine, but I'm going to make it a rule to where I only – because I don't think I'm playing either of the quarterbacks in this game. I'm going to save that for the later games. And I think I'm just going to make it a rule where I just play a max of one of these receivers in a lineup. And I think what's underutilized on these short slates, especially the Thanksgiving slate, where you get one game and then you can adjust your lineup and – then the second game, and then you can still change your lineup, and then there's a third game, is, is utilizing late swap. A lot of people on Thanksgiving are going to play casually. They're going to set their lineup, and then they're not going to make adjustments. If you are stacking up, let's say you like Andy Dalton or Jared Goff, like you're trying to be different, you stack that game up, and you hit a few pieces, but like maybe you have like a snowflake in one of your pieces where like you're not going to win a tournament probably with that you need to start pivoting off of those higher on plays in the later games and get real different so you can make up that ground. And so I think my strategy specifically is since I'm fading the quarterbacks from this game is I'm playing Montgomery and then I'm going to make sure I have at least one, like I'm going to play Raymond Mooney, like St. Brown, Marquis Goodwin Reynolds. And if I hit on just one of those players and all the different lines I make, if Montgomery and one of them do well, you know, I still have 
all the rest of the games to play like all the good plays, you know, you, so that, I think that's going to be really uh, underutilized is utilizing late swap. So, you know, that's my biggest recommendation on this slate. And it's good that the, the bad game is first because you only have to play a few plays. And if you just nail those, you can go on to the next game and try to hit a few more and keep, keep uh, swapping on and off players as you need. What do you guys think about that? That's yeah. pretty interesting. I, I like the risk diversion strategy. Um, I guess one question for you, say you say you go and swap out some other players. Do you then go and, and kind of play those boomer bust guys or, you know, where are you pivoting to? Yeah. So like, for example, if you played like, you know, if I played Montgomery and uh, let's say Marquise Goodwin or something from this game and Marquise Goodwin had a zero. That, that's going to be really tough now to win a tournament. Like, even if you are pivoting off of it, but there's no way you can just play like, you know, if, if Lamb's out, Gallup is going to be like the highest on receiver. Like, you probably wouldn't want – you're going to want to get real different. So you're going to want to play like, you know, I don't know, Kenyon Drake. Uh, you're going to want to play – you're just going to want to start pivoting to some of the lower on plays. You're not completely dead, though, if you only like – miss on one but like if you have two if you if you built a lineup and you have like two snowflakes in this game then yeah you're gonna want to make the rest of your lineup pretty unique like and you're gonna want to play like the players that have that ceiling so i'm trying to think of a different like in the las vegas dallas game maybe you go to like malik turner at 3k he'll be long like you just have to get different um because you're just dead if if you don't if you just stay on the the good plays that everyone else is going to one of, one of my things that especially for these like the thanksgiving uh games these three of them is kind of reminds me of how people play or how you can play nba slates is you pick one game and you just you play 95 yep. of your lineup for one game because a lot of people uh. I mean, it's, it's a very risky play to do because it's not, you, you, you can do like what, like six, you could probably do six players from a game, but when you start getting over that, then you're missing out on some of Cause like it, at least, even if that lions bears game is a dud, like there's probably at least one player that's going to outscore like the seventh player in a complete game stack. You I mean, know, it, it could be, I mean, if the final score is, you know, 13 to six, I mean, if three people yeah. score different touchdowns and they're they're less than five yards, I mean, you may you may yeah, not. but both games we kind of have to do that. No, yeah, no, definitely. What what I'm saying is it's a very risky thing to do, but it it definitely could be, you know, something to look out to be extremely different. Like we talked about last week with that Chiefs uh, Cowboys game is the over under was fifty six, and everyone and their mother was playing. I mean. I don't know, four players from that game, everyone is highly owned. And if you pivot off of it, you, you won money, which in my case I did, but I'm not saying like that works every week, but uh, yeah. with, with a, with a low over under of what is it? 42, 41 for this bears lines game. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's a very risky thing. I wouldn't recommend doing it um, unless you have the bankroll to do it and you're just like throwing away, you know, fun coupons. But other than that, yeah, I do think there's it's worth doing at least like 
a couple of lineups like that. And I, I think the next game is is the game to do it on. Um, yeah, yeah, I would too. If it would probably be that Vegas Dallas game. Yeah. So and, and the I, second the second thing that I just want to just before we like go and talk about the plays, it's more of a construction standpoint. I've done uh, like a lot in previous Thanksgiving days research on like how the biggest leverage you can have on, on winning lineups. And if in these short slates, you, you should not be playing a quarterback with just one pass catcher, whatever, whatever quarterback you play, you, you just need to make it a rule to where you at least get two of them. And you can include a running back as a pass catcher if, if they're catching passes. So like I don't know, Dak, Zeke and, and, Cedric Wilson as just an example, but w- w- the biggest leverage is if you play a it is playing three, and that's and and what I've seen is playing a running back, a receiver, and their tight end is some of the big biggest leverage that you can have. Uh, so that that's just one little like nugget of information because you really want to capture all of the upside from whatever quarterback you play. If if that's the case too, I. Don't hate. I don't know how I'm saying this right now, but I don't hate Swift, Hawkinson, and then you know throw a dart at a at a Lions wide receiver. Yeah, so like if you played golf, that would be kind of something you'd want to do. Yeah, I don't trust it though. I definitely <laughs> yeah. don't trust it. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing is, like, if you if you if if we are fading this kind of early game, like we play Montgomery or whatever, because a lot of, like this is going to be one of the highest home plays. This game shoots out, you know, you're dead. Like everyone, if you don't, if you didn't play Dalton or Goff and that you're just, you know, shut your, you, I mean, you can watch the games for fun, but like you, you lost, you're not winning anything. You you better start throwing money into the showdown sites for the next game. Cause you yeah, know. yeah. You're just, yeah. At that point, you're just going to the showdown. showdown mode. And that's it. Or, or the best, the next best option is if those games shoot out, you're basically pivoting. You're not playing any Dak. You're not playing any Josh Allen. And you're going to, you have to play Trevor Simeon. You have to. And it might, if, if that early game shoots out, you're, you're, every single lineup you made with Dak and Josh Allen, Derek Carr will be the third highest stone. You pivot all of that to Simeon and hope that he makes up the rest of your lineup and that Bill's Saints game shoots out. That's what you do for, for game theory. Besides puking in my mouth with this Trevor Simeon call, um, I, I, you, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I'm just saying, like, from a purely game theory standpoint, that's what you would have to do to not be burning yeah. your money. All right, let's, 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 move on. let's move on to the Dallas game, because I think there's going to be a lot of plays from here that we can uh, help people out and win some money here. So This is definitely the game to play yeah, on Thursday. This is what – the over-under on this is the highest at 51. 51. Yeah, so I – I would love to see a stat of the the year, anything that's over 50 points on the year, like how many times it's gone over. So I feel like every time it's set for like something like that, it just doesn't go over and it's it's an under game. But this is a game where I think the the Cowboys explode. Um, it looks like Zeke does, is not carrying any injury tag into this week. I know. I mean, I don't know what designates as an injury if, you know, you sit out half a practice or whatever it might be. Uh, but he's the highest, he's the highest person on the slate. This an entire slate. Yeah. He's at 8,000 at the highest, which is kind of interesting, but um, so I like, I like Zeke at 8k, especially if the Cowboys are without their two top receiving options. I think that they rely heavily on him 
and Tony Pollard, but Tony Pollard at 5,600 is just, that's, that's, I think it's way too high for a backup running back who, who you're splitting carries with, who, you know, he does catch the ball out of the backfield, but um, I don't know if his ceiling's quite there at that price tag. Uh, so I get a little worried there. Um, and I, I just think the Cowboys at home on Thanksgiving is a wagon. So I, I love Dak as well. So, I mean, we, you know, we've talked about it beforehand that a lot of people are going to be playing Dak and Josh Allen. Um, yeah. But I, it's going to be hard to pass him up if you think he's going to put up a 30, 30 point game in fantasy, which I, I think he could do. So. Yeah. Also, someone that you probably want to play in cash, but maybe not tournaments. Here's Cedric Wilson at three point five k. He'll be ext- he'll be very popular if Lamb yeah. does miss, which he's likely to. Yeah. Um, Wilson will be very. I mean, Gallup will be the highest on receiver if Lamb's out, yeah. but Wilson will be up there. Yeah, yeah. So. I actually do have I do have ownership projections for this whole slate. If you're curious if, if we're curious on yeah, uh let's run through player. well i was just like if you name a player i can at this What's point wilson give, uh wilson this is with well i think this is with land projected out uh at yeah. almost 40 percent yeah yeah so i think a great cash play at that price tag yeah yeah if he's, if he's going to be the wide receiver too in that game uh yeah. which i think we're all in agreement that is like the one game that has a chance to explode, like to even if it doesn't hit that 51 mark, it's probably going to be the highest scoring game on the slate. So, uh, yeah, in cash, I think that's a great play because then you can you can fit in a guy like Zeke maybe or one of these these higher higher plays. Um, you know, a Darren Waller at 6.4k and a deck or something like that, but. Uh, yeah, that would that would be my my go to in cash here. So I, I'm gonna play the Derek Carr, Darren Waller stack in my Millie Maker. I'm having a hard time picking that third guy that we talked about. Um, so are you gonna? So you're in a stack probably with just two two of his pass catchers because I'm on the same side as you. Derek Carr is gonna be my highest leverage quarterback on this list. Yeah. You know, I think we've seen Josh Jacobs put up a consistent 10 to 15 points. I just don't think that's what wins you uh, a millie maker. So I think given that and the game script, they're going to have to pass a lot to keep up with um, that juggernaut offense. I think we see of the Cowboys this week. I, I like the pass catchers a lot more. I think maybe a hundred Renfro is probably what I'm most comfortable with, but yeah. Again, we talk a lot about leverage. I just, I just don't know that we'll get that much leverage with that pick. Well, your, your leverage is more on car because, uh, like, so like right now the quarterbacks it's projected Josh Allen's going to be over thirty, Dak will be twenty five plus, maybe thirty plus, and then Carr will be around twenty, and then it really drops off. It's like Dalton and Goff and Simeon, mm-hmm. um, but. You know, if you're playing Derek Carr, lock Waller into your lineup. I just don't see he, he is the best matchup on the Raiders side. He's, I think, the best tight end play and one of the best overall plays on the slate. I've considered locking him into every single lineup, but I do like Dalton Schultz as well. Schultz isn't going to be bad either. 
Yeah, so what I'm doing is I'm allowing uh, two tight end bills. I actually like that a lot, playing playing both of them in the same lineup. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, some of the biggest leverage you can get on these short slates is quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and, and just capturing as much upside from an offense as you can. And it, so, you know, if, if, if I'm playing Dak in a Dak lineup, I'm probably going like Dak – Zeke or Pollard, because I actually do like Pollard quite a bit with Zeke being banged up. I think Pollard it gets a lot more work than people might think. Well, hang on. Before you keep going, I with that being said, it, I would be more concerned with Zeke if he didn't return that game and play. I know he, he was limited, but he's – No, still- Zeke probably plays. No, 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 I, no. I'm not saying he's not going to play, but okay. the fact that he was able to come back after it looked like a bad injury and still play yeah. that game – so uh, I don't know. I get worried about yeah, it's one of those things that I think mid game can flare up and then Pollard gets all the workload, the rest. Yeah. And if you, if, if, if Zeke's ruled out, Pollard will be in hundred percent of my lineups. He, he would become the best overall play on the entire slate. He, in my opinion, he should be hundred percent owned, but he wouldn't be, he'd be like probably 60, 70, maybe a little bit more. And I think the people that don't play him are just dumb. Like he would, he'd be in an absolutely incredible play. The DFS um, backup running back when the when the starters ruled out is just absolute money, right? Yeah, and especially for the Madisons and the people and you know the guys the who offenses. are competent. Yeah, yeah. The competent backups. Pollard's the best backup in the entire league. So, I mean, he should be playing over Zeke. He's way better than Zeke. Um, so you know, if you're if you're playing Dak, I, you could go like Dak Pollard. If Lamb's out, you could play like. Gallup and then Dalton Schultz. So, like in all my DAC builds, I'm going to do something like that. I don't, I think because I don't like the running backs on the Buffalo and I don't like uh, Dawson Knox, if I play Josh Allen, it would probably be like two of his receivers because we know Josh Allen's mobile as well. So he could run a couple and he's kind of like the running back in a sense. So you can get away with doing like Josh, Diggs, Beasley but I don't like the running back wire receiver tight end build specifically with Josh Allen, but, Oh, we're not even in that game, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm just, I I like more. I think this, this, this slate in particular is more about game theory and strategy than it is like individual plays in my opinion. So that's why I'm I'm kind of talking about that, but you know, I'm going to play a bunch of guys from this game. This is my favorite, favorite game on the slate. Uh, But I do, well, like the Raiders side more. Okay. Well, with that being said, we do have a revenge game here on the Raiders side. And I'll give someone, you know, a couple bucks here if you can name the player on the Raiders going against the Cowboys. He used to be a Cowboy. Zay Jones. <laughs> no, not Zay Jones. Yeah, is it, uh... Zay Jones was on the Bills. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it? No, not Deshaun. I was going to say, Deshaun was never on that team. I'm actually curious now. I don't know. Who is it? Peyton Barber. You cannot play Peyton Barber here. <laughs> Josh Jacobs I, and I know. I'm not. I was just – it was a little trivia question. Oh, okay. Peyton Barber, no revenge game. <laughs> like, he, you he can't gets, even play him. He gets him zero on. carries in his revenge game. <laughs> not- not even in a in a showdown slate at 200 i think i, I wouldn't play Peyton barber no definitely definitely not all right let's get let's get to uh 
the next fun game here on the last game of the slate, the bills versus the, uh, the new Orleans saints. Um, so we've, we've been talking about, you know, stacking PBs already kind of go into his, his stacks with, um, Josh Allen. So people just continue with what you were saying when, uh, before you realized we weren't even on this game. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying, I just, I don't, since they don't like the running backs and tight ends, you know, this is one. And, and I think that the receivers have the better matchup to begin with against the saints, you know, doing like, I'd still play two of them. So I would be like Josh Allen digs Sanders or Josh Allen digs Beasley, Allen Beasley, uh, Sanders, those would be the combinations I would do. Um, Talk about a revenge game with Cole Beasley. Sanders. Sanders. Both of them. Cole, Cole Beasley. Beasley was on the Cowboys, too. Saints. We're, we're not we're on the that game. Oh, we're on God. the Saints' bills. Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah, Sanders. I actually – I think Manny Sanders might have – it's the wide receiver twos against the Saints that – have had the best matchup because, you know, What's his Lattimore, projected? What? His projected What's, ownership? Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty it's pretty solid uh, for, for Sanders and Beasley. 30%. Be- Beasley is like 36-plus percent, but uh, Emmanuel Sanders is – I don't know why I can't pull his up. I don't know. This is not loading properly, so I'm not sure. What? Oh wait, am I on the wrong page? I don't know. While you're looking that up, who's going to start at running back for the Saints? Right. So it's it's Ingram if he's healthy. If not, it's Tony Jones. And him at 4K, if 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 Ingram and him are out, is a great play just because of salary. It's a bad matchup. Any, but it's I'm I'm playing Tony Jones at 4K in quite a few lineups. If, Are you playing um, Taysom at all? And then, only if he's if he's announced as a starter, I'm going to be well, playing a lot of a lot Taysom. of them. Yeah, yeah, but but otherwise, no, no, you, you can't play Taysom as a non-starter in a quarterback spot. <laughs> he, he's not going to. It would be like nearly impossible for him to outscore the other guys. But I, I think Diggs on Lattimore. You know, Diggs is going to be really popular, so he might be my bigger fade of the day you know, kind of where I make a stand, um, you know, he can absolutely, you know, I have bad memories of that Minnesota miracle or I just <laughs> had bad memories of that, but. Could you um, remind us what, uh, what exactly happened there? Yeah. I <laughs> we don't, we don't need to go into that, but. <laughs> That's when anyway. Diggs became Diggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, Last I think second standard... catch playoffs. I don't know. I think Starting I'm making it a rule to play one of Sanders, Beasley, or Gabriel Davis in like every lineup because I do think one of them, like they're very cheap, and I think one of them gets to that 15 plus, maybe 20 plus mark. And so even in lineups I don't have Josh Allen, I, I think I'm going to want to have at least one of those tertiary receivers other than Diggs on the Bills. Yeah, the, great vocab uh, word. <laughs> tertiary don't play this guy in words with friends it was like his uh you know the calendar that has word of the day that was just like gotta fit it into a sentence at least once Uh, yeah but yeah you're not playing i don't think you play trevor simeon unless that first game shoots out and you don't have any of it and then you need to yeah some road ownership if you need need to flip things late late on that that'd be the way to go with it 
Uh, Cole Beasley still has those broken ribs or not broken, but they're bruised. Uh, he played last week against the Colts. Um, so I, I do like the Gabriel Davis call there at 3,600. Uh, yep. Between Sanders and Cole Beasley, I'm leaning more Sanders just for the fact that it is revenge yeah. for for um, Sanders. Yeah. Cole Beasley's banged up. Um, and Sanders has, I think, a higher ceiling than Beasley. Um, with that being said, running backs, you know, if Ingram – well, we know Kamara is most likely out. Ingram. He's out. He's not playing. Okay. So, and then Ingram is banged up. Banged up. Uh, his knee looks like. I, the thing about Ingram, too, is I liked him a lot more when Taysom wasn't like, it isn't probably going to play as much as he is today because Taysom's going to probably vulture a lot of his red zone. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, but with Tony Jones Jr., first of all, he probably has the swaggiest DraftKings picture with him and his red hair he's wearing his his spectacles he's <laughs> but he against i i know the game was out of hand when he first played against the uh the packers but he went 11 for 50 so i know no, he's good he's good not bad and he's coming off of injury he hasn't played in you know five or six weeks whoever it might be not even he's got 12 glasses He's got 12 fantasy points the entire season. Well, I know. He's been, he's been injured. Yeah, he's what do you mean? yeah, I don't know. So I, I do like that call. I mean, obviously you saw, I mean, I'm not comparing Tony, Tony Jones Jr. to JT, but I mean, you saw what the Colts did and the Saints do have a pretty decent offensive line. Except our left tackle and right tackle might be out. So, well, I mean, I like the Ty Montgomery play here. <laughs> I, I actually looked at that one. It, it's if 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 Ingram's out, yeah, I would only consider him if Ingram is actually out because he, he's like, was it he like? Isn't he three K at the 3K. receiver position? And yeah, he's at the receiver position too. Yep. So I, I and he would probably get a few rushing attempts. So yeah, I don't. I wouldn't like mind that. <laughs> no, that's a showdown play. Only. You're digging not, deep. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I actually. I, yeah. I don't like hate it as a pure punt, but Jawan uh, Johnson at two point six of the tight end, like I would only use him in a lineup where if you really like have, I don't know, if you're really playing with Josh Allen. I probably only put him in a Josh Allen lineup. Uh, like if you're playing a bunch of the higher priced guys and you only have a little bit of money left. He's probably the best like sub three K guy because he's gonna be the tight end for the Saints. Yeah. Okay. So let's, cause we, we've kind of like stirred off uh, or, you know, moved off the, uh, the path here. So uh, plays from this game. Uh, we, we, we all are in agreement with, you know, Emmanuel Sanders at 4,800. Yeah. He's my favorite. Yeah. I think he's our favorites uh, for the bill side, Josh Allen. I mean, at 7,800, I don't think we really touched enough on it. I, if he's really the MVP of this year, he needs this game to he's this got to be a game where he puts up like 450 and four and maybe rush in. And so maybe what's what's his projected ownership? He's the, he'll be probably the highest owned right now. It's at like over Dak. Oh, yeah. And, and Dak will be probably really close to him if Lamb's in. But if Lamb's out, yeah, Allen will easily be the, yeah. the highest owned at over 30%. So so I, th- I think what we're looking at right now, I, 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 I do think it's this game 
I mean, unfortunately, PB, there's just there's not many good plays on the Saints side. Um, I know. So, but like it, everyone seriously monitor like you know going Wednesday, Thursday morning. Make sure you check to see what the running back status is for the um, the Saints because if Tony Jones Jr. is in, he he should really be in most of your lineups. Just has price tag alone. So yeah, I would uh, probably play him in like fifty percent or more. Like I would, whatever the field's at, I'd probably come in over and it would be, this is one of those things that later the news, the better. Um, I'm hopefully it's like right before the first game. So like I can get him in. Cause the thing is, if you play running backs in the earlier games and he's not announced till later, you know, you can't even pivot onto him. You know what I mean? That's true. So it might be better to maybe play only one of the two running backs in the, well, I guess you have the flex spot too, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if playing Montgomery and Swift, but because I like Montgomery so much, that means I wouldn't be able to play that much Swift, even though I still like him. All right. Well, let's let's help everyone out here and let's uh, let's build our uh, our lineup. So. Oh yeah, we're gonna build a lineup. Yeah. So can you guys see my screen? Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's on DraftKings. Perfect. All right. So with. Us starting out, Zeke being start the, the quarterback. Yeah, all right. We'll start with quarterbacks. Um, PB, let's let's let you. I feel like you never get to start out here, so let's let's get you with your uh, your pick. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yep. All right, Nick. Give me uh, Waller if we're going with Carr. All right. Yeah, so we're at fifty-three hundred. Let's see these running backs here. Running backs? Yeah. Um, oh, man. Do we think that, uh, you know, with this Carr Waller stack that Josh Jacobs has any value? Yeah, I do. I like yeah. I, I like him a lot. Okay. Let's throw Jacobs in there. Woo. All right. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to go um, – I'm going to just get the defense out of the way right away. Um I am going to lean the probably the oh geez, yeah, probably the Bears, right? Right now, ownership wise, it looks like the Cowboys will be the lowest owned, then the Saints, then the Raiders, then the Lions. Bears looks like it'll be the highest. High Bears and Bills will be the highest. I don't know. Lions are pretty cheap. Yeah. All right, I could definitely see the lines being a play here. All right, let's go. Let's go lines just for their price tag. It gets us up to fifty eight hundred. Andy um, Dalton could put up like a hundred and fifty. Uh, let's I would put, not be surprised. Yeah, I, I don't know. I it, it, let's get Renfro in there. Renfro. Oh Jesus! Are we? Do we just want to play everyone from the? Uh, I, I told you the running back, wide receiver, tight ends. And I, I, I. I, I I know we talked about it. Just and then we're probably gonna want to get yeah one to two cowboys for sure. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say either. Okay. Um, <clears throat> give me give me uh, David Montgomery. Yeah, I think he's a really good play. Gotta get him in there. All right, so let's see what uh fifty nine hundred. Yeah, let's see what Gallup looks like in there. Gallup, Corey. Um. So we talked about maybe needing a very low owned receiver and I love the revenge game status. So I'm going to go, 
Um, Manny. Yeah, Manny Sanders at 4,800. I think that's just so – I know he's had bad games, but I just – that this price tag just doesn't make sense for that, a team that's so pass-heavy. So, All right, so we have one spot left. Yeah, we're down to our flex position. So. Pollard. Pollard at our flex? Yeah. If we go Pollard at flex, we can definitely go like. No, we can leave. That leaves fifteen hundred. That's good. You want to like what? Are, you could what also are the defenses be picky on defense. Too? That's what I was going to say. Upgrade that defense. Yeah, Paul. Paul because I think with with the th- four Raiders, you want probably two Cowboys. Pollard just I think is still a really good leverage play, and he'll be really underowned, especially with Zeke playing. And I think. Zeke has a high injury risk mid game. And even if Zeke plays the whole game, I think Pollard could vulture. All right. Well, this only makes sense to play the Buffalo Bills here since we're not playing any Saints. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And no. we still leave 800. Yeah. So I, it's a very chalky, well, not chalky lineup. I, I wouldn't say, well, no. We didn't go with any of the top, top guys. We didn't go Zeke, Diggs. Yeah. You know, no, like we, we stayed we, we in are, the middle. This is, and we leave 800. This is a pretty, Pollard's our biggest leverage in that lineup, but and Pollard and, and Sanders are and Jacobs yeah. and Carr. And Carr is going to be like, you know, around twenty percent. Nothing crazy. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it is uh is crazy. So we'll see how that lineup does. I, I will uh I will bite the bullet and I'll throw it in with my uh you know into one of my my plays this week since you know the bank. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't bet here in New Mexico, so I'll definitely be making one of those lines. Wait, you can't. Wait, is DFS not legal there? DFS, you can. I'm pretty sure, okay. but uh, I can't yeah. bet spreads and stuff. So I'll I'll definitely throw one of uh, this lineup in. All right. Well, I think that that pretty much does it. We have no more yeah. here. We we were talking about this being a shorter episode, but you know, here we are. Yeah, we. It's because we had to do both sides of DFS and betting. Heavy so. rambling. <laughs> yeah, a little more rambling. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you guys here. have a good Thanksgiving and we'll see you while we start to go over the main slate. So we'll we'll do yeah. that in another video. Happy but Thanksgiving for everyone. Watching. Hopefully you guys win some money. Yeah. Happy feast week. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Happy like and subscribe. Always forget that. And then also, you know, if you want to tag one of us and your your big winnings this week, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> we want to see how you did. All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. All right.